Please listen carefully. Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris. Welcome to another episode of Autism in the Wild. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Noah. Noah, why don't you introduce today's guest? Sure. So today's guest is a has been a family friend for a very long time. We met her when she was a student at UNI, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's giving me the nod. <laughs> yes. Um, she was well, a, she's wearing the UNI She's wearing a UNI sweatshirt, too, so I can tell. <laughs> and she... We met, her through, we met her when she was still in college, and she was a babysitter for us for a few years, and she has her own connections to people on the spectrum through family and and her job and stuff like that and just as she's been a very close family friend for a very long time and so this is kelly hi (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the podcast kelly so have you listened to our podcast before i have i am caught up are you? Mm-hmm. Nice. I listen every week. Nice. I'm, I'm still surprised that people actually listen to us, <laughs> but it, I think people have uh, kind of resonated with, with the stories and the and the people, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. All right. Well, why don't you just give the listeners a little bit of background about who you are, Okay. whatever you want to share. My name is Kelly. I live in Cedar Falls now with my husband and my son. I'm here today because of autism, and I've had autism in my life since I was 13, Uh, My younger brother was diagnosed when he was seven, um, and I'm six years older than him. And then once I got into college, as Noah said, I started babysitting Isaac and Noah and Henry. I think you guys were seven or eight, and Henry was like four, I think. Yeah. Four or five when I started. Has it been that long ago? It's been a very long time. Ten years. Ten years ago, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like just yesterday. It does actually. <laughs> it doesn't seem too long ago. It it's doesn't, like, oh, but I was like in You were much grade. shorter. Much shorter. <laughs> when I babysat you. Mm-hmm. And then once I graduated from college, I went on to move up to Rochester, Minnesota, where I became a behavior therapist working with kids on the autism spectrum. And I was there from 2011 to 2015. And now I've been, now that we moved back to Iowa, I do daycare out of my home. And I do respite with Isaac still, and then still have been in my life, obviously. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> How do you relate to autism? This should be an easy one. Well, I kind of almost just said that. Ask <laughs> <laughs> a different Okay, question. sure. <laughs> okay, so what is it, what's it like living with a sibling who has autism for those um, who are uninformed? Well, it's hard for me to explain that because it's all I know. Because mm-hmm. how many siblings do you have? I have two siblings. I have I'm the middle child. My older sister and I are neurotypical, and then my younger brother has autism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being six years older than him, I guess I felt responsible for him in a way. Um, we were kind of at that age difference where, like, I was with him when he was in kindergarten, I was in sixth grade. But then once he was going into junior high, I was graduating. So I felt... Like, that was one of the biggest moments where I had to kind of prep all of the teachers because we went to a really small school. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of, I don't know, me being really protective of him and 
yeah. wanting to help them succeed as much as I could. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the family unit as a whole, it would, it's just all I knew. So there mm-hmm. wasn't really any moment where I was like, oh, we're weird. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like as a teenager? Because, I mean, obviously you were alive for a while without your brother. Yes. And then he came along and at some point he, ha- he got the diagnosis. Right. So what what was that period like where it was Ben and then it was my brother Ben with, with autism? Sure. I don't remember a ton from that time period. I was a preteen, so I was very self-involved. Unlike <laughs> <laughs> today. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, I mean, he was seven when he got diagnosed, so he was much older. He did have, like, speech delays, and we always knew there was something different about him, but we didn't get that diagnosis until he was seven. So... The only thing that changed for me, really, like, I'm still kind of this person where you tell me something's different. It's like, okay, cool, but what does that mean to me? And nothing really changed in our life because he's the same person, you know, from before and after the diagnosis. Did it, I mean, did it change the family dynamic at all? Or was there, I I know for us, there was a sense of almost relief Mm -hmm. when we got the diagnosis because then we knew there's something, this is something that we can... Um, research and, right. and figure out what to do. Right. I think for my parents more so there was that relief. Right. For me, like I said, it was just kind of cool. <laughs> like, you still my brother. Like, it's all... He didn't change at all. So that's that was the only thing. Mm-hmm. But I know it did become... Like, back then, I'd never heard of autism. Mm. As a 13-year-old, I, you know, didn't know what autism was. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to get that label at least like you said then you can research it more i know my sister and i both for reports like in junior high and high school we both would report Mm. like on autism so we would learn a lot and we'd also be able to like teach all of our peers about it too so that was kind of cool of course all right no anything else you want to ask about her her teen years um before we met her (laughs) no so what what led you to uh come to you and i it was close to home and cheap. <laughs> my, my sister went to Loris, and I thought about going there too, but after I toured you and I, I just liked the smaller campus feel because we went, my graduating class in high school was 30 people. So it was kind of nice having like a smaller campus that you can just walk 15 minutes and get from one end to the yeah. other. Yeah, and, and you studied biology? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was an education major for a little while, but it would have taken too long to graduate, so I just cut back to biology. Okay. okay. Cool. So, so at, um, about the time, well, just before we met you, uh, Tyann, she got a, a part-time job, mm-hmm. and she was able to work from her home, from our home. It's not her, <laughs> just hers is ours, right? Mm-hmm. You guys were also here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was fine, but... W- that was during the school year, so she could work when the kids were at school. Mm-hmm. She could work at night, um, but we realized come summertime, she, we're going to have to do something because she was going to be. And she worked part time, so it wasn't, you know, full time. Right. But we, so we knew we had to do something, and so what we did was we put a advertisement on the U and I job board, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and we got a lot of responses, and we set up. Tyann set up all these interviews, and they just back to back to mm-hmm. back to back to back. And there were so many people coming in. And I, I just remember 
One of my favorite questions to ask in any interview is, what's your favorite TV show? Mm -hmm. Because I think it has a lot of insights. And mm -hmm. so many people said Grey's Anatomy. Oh. But, but somebody said, someone said the Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a big red flag. I love the Family Guy. <laughs> But I don't know if I want my that son's caregiver. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. side note. So that's you responded to that. I did. So what what prompted you to want to respond to that? Um, I was looking for a job, obviously. I think that was my first summer staying in Cedar okay. Falls. I'm pretty sure. Maybe my second summer. Anyway, so just the fact that I knew what autism was and mm -hmm. I wasn't going into a field like dealing with autism at all but I felt like it'd be a good experience for me because I know like I I was always very caring for my brother so and like my mom and dad both worked outside the home so I took care of him mm. a lot too so I thought it'd be good to at least interview and meet a family in town and see how it went yeah I didn't have like big aspirations or anything <laughs> you never knew it was gonna lead to no this. I didn't know I'd be here today <laughs> Yeah, and I, I remember you were probably towards the end of the interviews mm -hmm. on that that day. I just remember that you just went outside, mm -hmm. and you just went and started playing with the kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember Isaac was swinging like as high as he could, where the swing set was like rocking off the ground, <laughs> going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and then he came in and ate a tortilla. Well, I was interviewing. Really? Yeah, he just like stood and stared at us while we, you were talking. And really? He ate a tortilla. Yep. <laughs> I have no recollection. Me <laughs> either. <laughs> I don't know where you were. No. <laughs> I probably don't remember any of the questions that you asked. But I remember yeah. Isaac eating a tortilla. <laughs> that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you you were by far were the the our top list. Well, I would hope so. Yes. Of course. <laughs> so you you worked with us that summer and yep. then. Through the, the school year too, or off and on, yeah. I remember like when you had your Christmas party at work. Okay, I'd so you come and do babysit. some nights, yep. And then you came back the following summer, yep. which was a shock to Tyann. <laughs> there were some days where I came back the next day, and Tyann was like, "You came back." <laughs> you didn't scare her away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that's how we know Kelly mm -hmm. through that. So cool. So then you you graduated and I left did. us. I, yep. We were sad. Well. It was Tyann's fault that I left, too, so... Really? Yeah, she's the one that told me that I'd be a good behavior therapist, and I was like, what's that? Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I came back, though. It's okay. <laughs> so this is a good transition. So what is what is a behavior therapist, and how did you get involved? So after Tyann told me that, I just Googled it, and I was like, oh, okay, what's this all about? And just reading about it, I was like, yeah, that sounds like something I would like. I knew I was graduating with a biology degree, but I had no plans on really using it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I looked in Iowa, actually, for behavior therapy jobs, and there were two centers, I believe, in all of Iowa, one in Dubuque and one in Des Moines. Mm. So I was like, well, that's not great. And I was dating a, a man named Dave at the time, and his sister lived in Rochester, Minnesota, and I had been up there a few times. So I was like, well, let me look in Rochester. And they had, like, two centers in that town. Okay. So... I emailed both of those centers for a job application, and one emailed back, and the other one didn't, and I ended up working <laughs> the one that responded. So um, I went up and interviewed, like, that January before I graduated and got the job on, like, driving back from the interview. I remember that. They called mm -hmm. you on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of a snowstorm, and I shouldn't have, but I answered my phone while I was driving and <laughs> accepted the job on the way home. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, they were probably 
excited to have someone with such experience. Yeah, that was a big thing because even while I was there, you'd get a lot of people that had the degree but didn't have the life experience. Yeah. And it was, you know, people would learn after the first day, like, if they were cut out for it or not because it's a hard job. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk a little bit more about what, what you did okay. during that. So I worked at the Rochester Center for Autism where we did ABA therapy, which is Applied Behavior Analysis. There's really technical terms you could throw out to explain what that is, but basically we want to increase good behaviors and decrease harmful behaviors or behaviors that aren't either socially acceptable or aren't, like, good in the classroom. So if it's going to interfere with you learning. A lot of it was based on trying to get kids to school with as little help as possible. Mm -hmm. So a lot of ABA is looking at behaviors which can be Um, self-harm or it can be flapping arms stuff like that and looking at why the child is doing it and looking using why they're doing it the root of what they're doing to diminish or increase if it's a really good behavior you know you want to give that vocal praise and all that so it sounds really complicated but it's a lot of just playing with kids and being like hey good job (laughs) when they do a really good job or like neutrally blocking something when they're doing something they shouldn't be yeah so not making a big deal of it right just kind of like yep i got really good at keeping a straight face (laughs) because a lot of it is i mean kids any kid wants to see what they can get away with and so Uh, you get some kids that come in and they'll want to scratch your arms to try and get your attention because they didn't like you them you telling them to do something so a lot of it's just kind of okay (laughs) (laughs) moving on and like trying to get them to do something different or more productive. Yeah. What did you like slash dislike about that whole experience? Working there was a lot of fun. It was very physically and mentally draining every single day. There were a lot of days I went to my car and either cried happy tears or cried very sad tears. Mm -hmm. But the best part is seeing kids succeed. Mm -hmm. Like if they come in and they're not talking at all and all of a sudden they say a word clear or they make a really clear sign, like it's just so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Or if, you know, they're having bathroom issues and they're eight years old and they finally learn how to like potty train like it's just so great to see those little successes and see all your hard work and their hard work pay off i'm assuming that you get kind of to know the families oh yeah well yeah that's i mean i did a lot of in-home therapy towards the end too so i was i would go to people's homes and some programs were like helping the family with something we did some food programs where if there were aversions or whatever we would sit down and show mom or dad, like, this is how we would do it in the center. So then they can have those skills at home, which was really important. Because, it, mm. you know, we could do what we did all day long. But if it wasn't being done at home, then, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it made a big difference when it was done at home, at least. So, mm. but yeah, doing that in-home therapy, you get really close. Like, you become mm. part of the family. It's almost like being here. Like, you know, I can just walk in <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. I can just feel welcome. So Right after... Isaac and Noah were diagnosed. We had the school people come in mm-hmm. our home, and they did. It wasn't ABA true, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a modified version of that. Sure. And the name of it skips my mind, but it was it was all about working and then resting or, mm-hmm. or playing and kind yep. of alternating. And with two kids, they had two. Tyan was w- involved, and then the teacher was there too. Sure. And so the teacher would, you know, you guys would do a puzzle or something, and mm-hmm. then Isaac. Mm-hmm would play with something and then they would swap and Switch, it was yep. it was very similar but it was very intensive yeah yeah uh, i think they they did about 
I think it was three, two to three hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we encouraged as many hours as kids could do. We had some kids that were three years old and would come 40 hours a week. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot, but also they got a lot out of it too. So, and you know, after a couple years of full time, maybe they can go into preschool or kindergarten without an aid or something like that. So it's, it's a lot, but it is also like, it looks and sounds a lot more intense than it is. Like I think ABA gets kind of a bad rap sometimes. Hmm. But, because you can look up YouTube videos and it looks like a drill sergeant, you know. But the kids, I mean, it's, the balance at RCA at least was 15 minutes at the table per hour, then 45 minutes in the net, as we called it, where you do like natural environment teaching. So you'll go swing for 15 minutes and you'll work on saying swing or signing swing. And maybe you'll stop and run over and do this puzzle real quick, then go back and swing. So you're doing, like you're finding the motivation of the children and what they want to do. And using that to your advantage to do all these other little work things. But you're trying to slip them in where they're like, oh, okay, I'll do this. Okay, now we're doing this fun thing again. So it's not a big deal to the kid, at least, if you're if you're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids will let you know if you're good at it or not. Yeah. yeah, I think they did, for us, they did, they started, I think, in, let's say, March or April. Mm-hmm. By the end of the summer, they, the kids were to a point where they went to a preschool. Mm-hmm. And then they were in a classroom with aides and stuff. Right. So they did some of that there, but the intense part was those first few yep. months. And I, it definitely did help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I also remember, because there's such a lack of ABA stuff mm-hmm. in Iowa, uh, Wisconsin is, I think, a big state that has mm-hmm. a, a lot of resources. And the company I worked for at the time had a headquarter, was headquartered in Madison. And so we actually talked about relocating there sure. just because of that. But we fortunately, I'm glad we never did yeah. go Hawkeyes. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we ended up with really good, being in a really good school district yeah. and really good resources here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it met the needs for, for these guys. That was one thing about Ben growing up was there just wasn't, I mean, even back then it was the year 2000, I guess, when he was probably diagnosed. There just wasn't anything. And my parent, there wasn't much support for the parents either back then. Right. Where mom and dad were just kind of like, well, what do we do now? And there wasn't anyone to answer that for them. So it has, I think, resources all over the state has grown in a big way. Yeah, I know the center in Dubuque. I think we know the person that runs that. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a really neat program. Mm -hmm. How has your experience with autism changed you as a person? That's a good question. It's a deep question. It is very deep. And I and you sent me these questions before, and I really thought about this one. I don't know who I would be today if I didn't have Ben in my life, you guys in my life, or if I hadn't worked at RCA. I think every single one of those experiences was so formative for me. Yeah, I just can't even wrap my head around who I would be without yeah, all of you guys. Of course. You'd still be awesome. Well, Yeah. I didn't say that (laughs) but I just don't know like I probably wouldn't have gone into behavior therapy if I didn't work here with you guys so and and I probably wouldn't have worked here if I didn't have Ben in my life so it all goes back to Ben it does go back to Ben (laughs) yeah 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 that's cool (laughs) cool so do you have any any stories or Fun, fun mm-hmm. or, or memorable stories <laughs> relating that you could share. Oh, I thought about this one a lot too because like every day coming here was an adventure. <laughs> yes, I, I remember like. you because of your science background. Yes, 
you you brought in the experiments. Mm -hmm. That was one big thing. We like to build Nye the Science Oh, guy. yeah. Applesauce, yeah. Yeah, you like applesauce? Yes. What time? 10.30. Okay. I'm not going to the rec center on Monday. <laughs> Bethany's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, have you explained the applesauce thing to her yet? I saw it on the schedule the other day. Oh. I didn't, um, can, I didn't can, ask we questions. Can, we, can, we can explain it after <laughs> okay. this is done. But it's, okay. it's hilarious. This will be like at post Kelly, which is kind of like a. <laughs> A fun excerpt. Okay, so yeah, okay. So we're talking about how every day is an adventure in every this day house. Every day is an adventure, <laughs> and you would bring science experiments yes. to do. What did we did like a frozen one once? I don't do you remember any of them? I just remember I I just remember one thing. I was like, hey, like three states of water, and then I forgot. To, and this is back when we had the the microwave before it exploded, <laughs> and. <laughs> And caught on fire and exploded. Long story. But I just remember, like, I had, like, one of those, like, bowls. And then, I, like, I put the lid on. And I thought it would be so funny when, like, I put it, like, in the in the uh, microwave and, like, just, like, pop off. Until Mom was like, no, that warps the thing. And, and you ruined it. Like, oh. Is that my fault? It, it wasn't yours. It was... Did I inspire this experiment? I don't know, actually. That's all I remember science-wise I do remember the, the stages of water that we did. I feel like yeah. we did a volcano We did a volcano point. at one point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That didn't, like... I don't think it worked. Wow, you're really throwing me under the bus here. <laughs> no, no, like, I don't think it, like, no, it wasn't, I it, was, it wasn't as exciting as you thought it no. would be? Yeah, I get that. It was like, a, it was like a small mudslide, not like a big, like, sure. explosion. Sure. Well, you don't want a big explosion in your kitchen. We did it outside. Oh. On the deck. Because I was anticipating a big explosion, apparently. So Kelly got y'all worked up, and then. Sorry. Well, it's been 10 years. I can forgive you. Okay. <laughs> Take ten years. <laughs> um, I remember the Chicago trip. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it wasn't bad for me. No, no, was, was I good. forgot all about that. Yeah. Uh, so I went to Chicago with the Rao family to help out for a family wedding. Yes, and. Um, my main job was to hang out with Isaac, but I feel like I kind of went wherever I was needed <laughs> at certain times. Like, Henry was still little. Yeah. I remember yeah. him falling asleep, and I had to, like, carry him inside at one point. Because <laughs> Isaac could walk, and he was awake and fine. Yeah. Um, but then, like, on the wedding night, it was me and Isaac, and we went to the wedding, and then we went to, like, Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. You guys, uh, Isaac, he did not want to go to the reception. Yeah. We said, you don't have to go. And he, the look in his eye was like, thank you. <laughs> and so you guys just went back to the hotel. Uh -huh. and then There was a great um, automatic doors and elevators yes. at the mm -hmm. hotel. And then Dick's Sporting Goods was, was like across, right the, street, across the street. Yeah. And it had an escalator. So we yeah. just went all over the world. <laughs> yeah. And then that night, we had adjoining rooms. And I put him to bed in your guys' room and then he ended up like coming into my room and slept <laughs> in the yeah. spare bed in my room that I know night. Tyan was kind of mortified about that. <laughs> no, but... I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> he felt comfortable enough. That's all I want yeah. is for him to feel mm -hmm. comfortable. So yeah. yeah, it was fun. I remember we got in the van and left it was, we went to Chicago, which is about five hours. Five mm -hmm. hours from here. Mm -hmm. And we're all excited and everyone was like, you know, how you are at the beginning of a road trip mm -hmm. and we got not even 
like past Waterloo, <laughs> and then it was like quiet. Yeah, that sounds about right. Are we yeah. there yet? I think Elf was watched, maybe. Probably. <laughs> probably. This was a this was a year after DC, our DC trip, so mm. it would probably would have yeah. been that. Those yeah. were some good memories too. Was Isaac watching Elf all summer? And he was usually nude. (laughs) (laughs) And he'd recreate all these scenes. Oh, yeah. And then one day, I I had enough of seeing his little tush, so I got a towel and a chip clip and, like, chip clipped a towel onto him so it wouldn't move. (laughs) So he's still, like, spinning around and going and flushing the toilet. Oh, because he he throws up. Buddy the Elf throws up after he spins. So he'd spin around and then go flush the toilet like he was throwing up. (laughs) Like Buddy the Elf. He had this little towel on with a chip clip. (laughs) I think Tyane came home and, like, didn't have any questions because it's just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is normal behavior. Yep. <laughs> you got really good at wee golf. Yes. I asked him the other day if I still had a me down there. I'm not sure if you I still do. You still do. You still do. He plays baseball. Yeah, he was pitching and hitting <laughs> yeah. down there the other night. Yeah. It's one hand, one hand, one hand, the other. <laughs> there was another day where... I think it was just me and him, because sometimes you and Henry would go to camps or something. And it was, Some, it yeah, was something just, like that. Just me and Isaac for a day. And usually, like, he'll want to do his own thing. He's probably nine at this point. And, but this day, he wanted to follow me everywhere I went, and he, like, copied everything I did. <laughs> really? So, yeah, like, I brought a book. I have a picture from a long time ago from my old horrible cell phone. <laughs> and I, I'm reading a book. And he's sitting right next to me, like, just has a book open. And he didn't turn the page or anything. He was just, like, staring at a book, because that's what I was doing. And he wanted to wear my shoes and my sunglasses. <laughs> just followed me around for the entire day. Like, he never did it again. But it was just, like, that one day he wanted to be me. <laughs> he's just really bored. <laughs> what? Something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let's try this out and see what happens. And it's like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. That's funny. I remember when you were obsessed with the Olympics in America. Like, it was your birthday party theme one year. Huh. And Interesting. You, and you would, like, run and ride your bike, and it'd be like, okay, now we're doing this event. Yeah, because, yeah, because <laughs> the Olympics were, like, the year before. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, the first ones that I remembered, because, mm-hmm. like, yo, it's in China. It's, like, at 9 p.m. here because <laughs> of time zones and stuff. And it's a big deal. Yeah, I kind of remember that now that, you're, now, that, now that you're bringing it all back. It's, like... It was just us outside, like, running laps all day, basically. <laughs> it's like marching band camp, but without the marching. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, boy. What advice would you give siblings about autism? Um, or... I kind of touched on this earlier, but just educating yourself. Meeting one person with autism is meeting one person with autism, but there are some common threads through everyone. Mm-hmm. So learning as much as you can about autism itself, I think, can help you connect with your sibling more mm-hmm. and better. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, my sister and I both did reports through high school, and we not only taught ourselves, but we taught everyone else in our class, our small, small classes. (laughs) So that was really important to me, was just, if I couldn't understand Ben for whatever reason, if I understood his diagnosis more, then maybe I'd be able to connect with him more. Sure. Yeah, of course. And that, that also would apply to parents, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to do any kind of early intervention you can with them. Yeah. But also follow your gut, because a lot of times if you get into something and you're like, this isn't working or it doesn't feel right, then look for something else to do. Yeah. 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 We did that a lot, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were always pretty good about just introducing one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So you would know whether that thing was having a positive, negative, negative or neutral right. impact. Right. 
Yeah. And just allowing your kids to be kids too. Cause I know it's, yeah. you know, they, they have to work extra hard mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. So giving them time to be kids is important. Yeah. Yeah. So what about any advice if, for people who are interested in, in working in like a behavioral therapist field? What, what kinds of things should they maybe learn or research or prepare themselves if they want to do that? Sure. Um, I think a lot of that would just be jumping into it and seeing if you're good at it. Because there's a lot to learn on your end of... I mean, I didn't know anything about behavior therapy really until I got there, and it just came kind of came naturally to me. I've always connected with kids really well. Like, I run a daycare now, so it's just something that I've always enjoyed and been good mm-hmm. at. So it's kind of easy for me on that end of just being able to jump in and meet this kid, understand this kid, and then go from there and work with them on whatever they needed to work on. But there's not really, like like I said earlier, like a lot of people would get a degree and like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And then they get into it. They're like, oh, no, (laughs) I can't do this. This is too hard. Mm -hmm. So a lot of I mean, if you're interested in it, you can always tour a center or um, we used to have interns come through, which I think is a good way to experience Mm -hmm. it, too. And then you give extra help, which is always needed (laughs) in that field. So just jumping into it and seeing if you like it. Yeah, and that's similar to what our previous guest, Andrew, said mm-hmm. about teaching. You know, go to a school that, there's not many schools like River Hills, but go to a school and maybe into a special ed classroom mm-hmm. and just observe, yep. you know, just to see what it's like and or go in and try to help. Right, right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You learn and a lot just by sitting back sitting and looking. Back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we encourage, even in our my field of computers, um, software, we encourage people to come in and uh, you know, intern and just to make sure it's kind of mm-hmm. what you want to do. Right. It's a so. lot of investment in college if you think yes. you want to do this one thing, but you don't really want to when it comes down to it. It's very, I'm, I'm a little surprised that you go through the whole degree and you've never mm-hmm. actually done the work. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I'm surprised that they don't allow or make people actually go out and do some work before right. they graduate. Right. That's part of the. You'd think. <laughs> Did you notice that there were certain types, like types of personalities that were better suited for the work than other types? You have to be laid back and ready to just kind of roll with the punches. Like as, stru- as structured as the kids want to be sometimes, like you have to be one that's like two steps ahead and seeing where they're going to go with things and like planning out the next half hour or whatever to make it work on your end, (laughs) but you also have to be able to kind of sit back and let things happen as they happen too. Like you can't say, we're going to do this, this, and this, and then like they go and do this thing and they're having so much fun. You can go do this other thing that makes more sense in the moment. So you kind of have to be organized and laid back and yeah. I mean, a lot of people would come in and they'd come in like fancy dress clothes on their first day. (laughs) It's like, yeah, (laughs) like, Oh, that's cute. (laughs) But you have to like get down dirty on the floor with the kids and play with them. That's a lot of it is just playing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. No, any other questions for Kelly today? No. Okay. No more deep questions. No more deep questions. I think we've got the majority of all the deep questions okay. I have, that I yeah. have covered. Thanks for coming, Kelly. Yeah, it's my show. pleasure. Yeah, enjoyed having you. So the appendix to this, what were we going <laughs> to chat about? Whole applesauce mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So why you don't you, you? You. I don't really know the whole purpose of it. 
You I, don't? I really don't. I just know you give him applesauce and he loves it for some reason. <laughs> All right. So when the kids were little, probably about the time Kelly was working with us way back in the day, <laughs> we did we did a lot of supplementation to to help with a lot of their you guys you guys had a lot of like medical issues. Yeah. I don't want to call it medical issues. You guys had some It's the truth though. Troubles with your digestive mm-hmm. systems and immune systems and stuff. So we did a lot of supplements and we worked with a holistic doctor to help us through that. So you guys couldn't swallow pills, of course. You're yeah. too little. <laughs> so we had to like put all these supplements and something and you give them to you to eat. Like you had to like disguise it. That's right. And so we we'd use applesauce. So we we put an applesauce in a bowl. We put the, all these supplements in, and we'd stir it up, Gross and then up. And, you. and then you would you would eat it just fine, Noah. Yeah. But Isaac, he wanted someone to feed it to him. Yeah. All right. So he would go into his room, and it was this game where he would go in his room and he would lay on the bed, and he, I'd say roll over, and he'd roll over, and I'd say sit up, he'd sit up, and I'd say take a bite. And I'd shove, you know, a spoonful of applesauce, and he would, like, laugh. And we'd do this until the bowl was gone. <laughs> so this was, like, when he's, you know, between 7 and 10 years old or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So just in the last, what, month? It's week. And no, it's been longer than a that. A month. Yeah, it's been <laughs> two, like a... Maybe two, three weeks ago, right? Yeah. One night, he gets out one of our little applesauce, containers of applesauce, puts it in a bowl, and leaves it on the table, and it runs into his room. <laughs> shuts the door and, he, and he's like laughing and I go in there and he wants me to do the so now we're doing this oh routine all over again and it's hilarious it is trust me <laughs> Henry's, Henry's gotten on it a few times too yeah I was out of town one night for work and Henry he got to play in. my role yeah of course well he's a good actor he, doesn't, he's, he said it's fun yeah. I haven't done it yet but I'm not, I'm not really planning on it I, it work, Henry works fine with it so yeah so I don't know how long this is going to last, but so far it's, yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. It's like now. the first thing that he tells me when we, when we need to get that, but it's like applesauce, D-A-D. It's like, yeah, people give you applesauce at 9, 10, 30. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right on schedule. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Applesauce story. Okay. Well, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> don't you think, Noah? Yeah, I think it does. All right. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. I want to thank Kelly again for joining us on the podcast. To learn a little bit more about the podcast, check out autisminthewild.com. And actually, I think we're going to have a little video of Isaac doing the applesauce routine posted on the podcast episode on the website. So go there, check it out. Feel free to share this podcast with others who you think could benefit. We just want to get the word out, entertain and educate. We appreciate that. And until next time. Thanks for listening.